today we will be talking about the draft needs in the AFC North. So first of all, we're going to start with the Baltimore Ravens before we head on through to Cincinnati. Then we hit up uh, Darren's NFL hometown of Cleveland, Ohio, before heading through to Pittsburgh to talk about what's going on there, which is a lot to unpack. So let's start off back in Baltimore. And the Ravens, uh, they start with the 22nd pick in the first round. What sort of th- positions do we see them needing to fill up? We are looking at the likes of uh, wide receiver, edge rusher, and, well, do they need a safety anymore? Thoughts? I don't think they need a safety, eh? I think they um, they filled that position pretty strongly. They've got a, well, who got did a they get there, then? Oh, just, just, you know, Earl Thomas. <laughs> so him, him and uh, Tony Jefferson... That's a pretty strong safety duo right there. Fantastic pickup by the Baltimore Ravens. Probably one of my favorite pickups of free agency. Like I said before, perfect fit. But uh, I guess we're not really here to talk about Earl Thomas, sadly, as much as I would like to. We need to talk about what they're going to be doing with that 22nd overall pick. Ooh, yeah. They could go anywhere. I think <laughs> I'm saying it. It's just looking at they, they um. We're gonna get that on a t-shirt. They could go anywhere. <laughs> they could do anything. They could it's pick just, anyone. Yeah. They could do anything. It's just one with saying best player available on it. <laughs> um, it's not. We haven't got it listed. I would love them to get a very athletic. Try and get an athletic offensive lineman, mm-hmm. like in the kind of Kelsey mold, the pouncy kind of you know kind of get people out of the way so that Lamar and Mark Ingram they they can run they can play this kind of game they want to play I think that they've been used to having a static offense well not the offense itself but a static box for the offense yes. so that Flacco can throw it over the over the top and do very little to be honest <laughs> um, now they've got this dynamic changing formations they're actually couple of the things I've read about the fact that they're bringing RG3 in as an idea that they can go into kind of a backfield where they can have RG3 snapping and have Lamar as a crossback and just confuse the absolute shit out of people and <laughs> it just seems that if you can if you have Lindstrom if you have Risner if there are boys available later on in the yes. late round of the second who this is why these boys have been elevated to the first round is because they are athletic They've, their combine and their pro days are showing that they are just off the blocks, fast, strong. And I think they need to... You don't have blocks on an NFL field, though. You've got grass. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> in the combine. <laughs> you still got that click. Yes. Get into position. You have to be... Don't sass me. <laughs> don't sass me, boy. Uh, I definitely agree with you that the offensive line is going to be crucial to the success of the Baltimore Ravens. They've got to be clever as well. Yes, very much so. They've got to be clever. They've got to be quick. They've got to be strong. They've got to be everything, really. Uh, because, well, my perspective is that Lamar Jackson is not a quarterback. Uh, you have more faith in him than I do. Uh, he's a weapon, Certainly, but I'd probably like start RG three over him. To I be would honest, love to do that. Yeah, I know you. Look, it's, it's, it's interesting because you do have a great affinity for RG three, and you also have a great affinity for Lamar Jackson. Lamar is just he can't throw the ball yet. Yeah. It's it's a shame that it's good for the players, but it's a shame that the current system around contact and 
in practice and that is the way it is because I just think if you put RG3 into this Ravens practice where he's going against Thomas, Smith, Humphrey, like he will get hit and he will we will know if he can take a hit because I don't think when RG3's gone on the field, I don't think there's been any doubt that he can lead a drive and score points. And he has that togetherness to in situations to be there. But he couldn't slide, didn't get out of bounds quick enough. And he, that hit he took when he was at the Cleveland Browns was just devastating. Yes. It was, he was already out of bounds. He just didn't move his shoulders in. So the cornerback was able to drive with the helmet into the chest. Yeah. And he broke his collarbone and he was done. A real shame. And this is the perfect kind of player for Lamar because he's going to learn how that he has to protect himself just from... And it's a shame because RG3 had the talent to be special. And for him to now be in a team as kind of a warning to you have to listen to us around running and protecting and following blocks is, is a shame. But I think if you can get Lamar a couple more weapons, spread the field a bit more, just make the passes easier... Yeah, give him a bit more of a distance to yeah, throw, yeah. Into, throw into the pass yeah. rather than make, make them so easy that they're a handoff. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what you need. Uh, we, we've somehow talked about the offensive line, despite the fact that their offensive line was definitely their strength last season. Ronnie Stanley looks like he'd be a real good pickup at left tackle. It's real good. Of course, then you've got Marshall Yanda, all pro at right guard, and Orlando Brown playing right tackle. Uh, I suppose they better fill it out. Then you've got Matt Skura in the middle and Alex Lewis at left guard. They're Smart players, good. You still might want to shore that up a little bit. But the key area that needs improving to me is wide receiver. and Because uh, Willie Sneed, as much as we do like him... He's he, not a he's, number one, is he's he? He's not a number one receiver. Why weren't they more into the oh, same division as the Brown? Mm. So they were never going to get him. Sound like the Browns as well. Well, I think that they probably put all their money into their Earl Thomas pot, really and maybe just kind of run out of cap room. Um, you can't be paying like half of your cap space to two players on one going free agency. A wide receiver at that sort of stage, you're kind of you're between the whole DK Metcalf thing and Marquise Brown. AJ Brown might be a bit of a reach by that point, but um, AJ Brown's kind of the one I think would make a bit more sense. Uh, in, in terms of his, uh, his his size, he's another two hundred and twenty six pounder, six foot. I can I can see him being a, a, a decent addition there. Are these guys, are the Ravens the team to reach for Isabella? Oh, of course, Andy Isabella being. Do you reckon that Lamar can get the ball to him? <laughs> That's a big ass. Mm. Yeah. I can. Isabella for, just for some to reason... me seems like a patriot. He just seems like. That's of course, but that that's that whole common misconception of like him being a Wes Welker or a Julian Edelman type. Oh, even over the top. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, put it this way. Like, top. Like a Randy Moss style, in, but um, half the size. In, was it 2013, I think it was, when the Patriots had so many injuries. and I think he was throwing balls over the top to what, Keenan Thompson? Yes. Was it Keenan Thompson that yeah. scored the winning touchdown against the Saints in the last second? Yeah, like, or Kendall Tompkins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just is that it? Is yeah. that, did I nail that? Yeah. I better. Oh, I'm, I'm going to cut that out if I didn't. But otherwise, yeah. Like, <laughs> I might cut that out where I swore. I'll bleep it. <laughs> First use of the bleep. Bleep. But we can say shit, but not fuck. <laughs> We're not getting demonetized. Anyway. Um... Oh, I was so close. Just one letter out. 
It was Ken Brell Tompkins. Uh, just to wrap it up real quick, I think that they're probably going to want to shore up on defence, actually. So if there is the option of doing so at 22, polite. Uh, Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence, polite. That all makes sense. Jerry Simmons, yeah. Hillary. Absolutely. Look at this, as we said, we said before, it's a deep defensive draft, so they can go, really, and any of these defensive players are going to be, not necessarily an upgrade, but they're going to add to a squad which is already very strong. And we've seen, like, third preseason game, some cornerback's going to break a wrist or something. So. Yeah, probably. So there's going to be adjustments, and if they if they want to challenge the best team in the division, they're going to need to have... <laughs> defensive players that can run in space because oh. it's gonna be fun stay tuned to find out who Darren thinks is the best team in the division <laughs> shocker so the, the Ravens don't have a second round pick but they do have two third rounders which they could make good use of with a couple of steals there Ravens tend to draft pretty well uh, although of course Ozzy Newsom well, isn't there anymore don't need a kicker <laughs> they do not need a kicker <laughs> or do they he missed one last oh, season god. oh my god Justin Tucker kick shocker Anyway, moving on from them, and we have not your team just yet. Hang on, hang on, we'll get there. We'll get there, Darren. We have the Cincinnati Bungles, uh, Bengals, sorry, oh, uh, Freudian slip. Did that sound convincing at all? No, I was watching the um, AAF, and Marvin Lewis was the announcer. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marvin. He seems a I, nice guy. I. I, I He's, so, he's he was, so nice he kept a job in Cincinnati for 16 years or however long it was. To be honest, I was waiting, I was listening and I was waiting for him just to jump on Manziel. Just jump on him, just, you know, because he's a coach and he thinks he's unprofessional. He was actually really nice about Manziel. Of course he was makes, a nice guy! Which makes me feel that he's probably sick of Dalton. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, think oh. by, I think by the end he was just like, this ginger just... Ending my playoffs every <laughs> single time. He'll get you there just about. He'll do just enough to scrape yeah, you there. Injured. Or you'll have a 2016 and look great and then, yeah, injuries. So what they need, of course, they have lost their talismanic thug and the, the linebacker core, Vontez Burfecht. Yeah, I don't really see it as a loss. <laughs> do you not now? No. Well, I suppose he was probably worth about a thousand yards in penalties and about a million so and a half dollars in fines every Belichick year. Belichick player. Bel- yes. Belichick game plans to get penalty yardage. Absolutely. But uh, no, he has moved on to the Oakland Raiders where he's now teammates with Antonio Brown, the guy he knocked out famously across the middle in a, in a playoff game previously. But they're the best friends now. Get out of each other's faces. Absolutely. But that's neither here nor there. So the Cincinnati Bengals They did have- the Raiders for the um, hard knocks. Oh, it's it's very likely. I reckon they're the, the sort of team that are going to be up there. Right. John, John Gruden is television. At least the Amazon people. documentary. Yes, because Amazon like following the teams that are moving and stuff. Mm. So that'd be good. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe the Cincinnati Bengals can get a Netflix series on dumpster fires. Um, <laughs> so what they need, uh, we said yeah, li- linebacker, offensive line cornerback safety their defense was absolutely abysmal last year record settingly so that's surely where you would expect them to go they you still have, have you have to in a deeper in a deep defensive draft you just have to <laughs> take as many players as possible and hope for the best yeah i i say that the browns the browns weren't even that good last year they were better but what was the fuck? It was like 40, 41 7 or something. They got mm. beat by the Browns. Absolutely. I think they were 28 down after like 
eight minutes or something. I, I thought they were 28 down when they came out for kickoff. to be <laughs> yeah. fair. They looked like, like it. Looked like it. Uh, just, just an absolute shambles of a team on defence. When you consider that they have likes of Carlos Dunlap and Gino Atkins on that defensive line as well, it just seems like such a waste. Moving back from them, I'm just looking at the depth chart just now. William Jackson is your only nailed-on starter for me there. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick across from him perhaps but he's not been quite the same player that safety is a, is a big need for them I would say but at this stage in the draft I don't think safety is where you go I can see them maybe going for a Devin Bush out of Michigan linebacker otherwise if someone like Greedy Williams is still available or Byron Murphy out of Washington so apparently the owner of the Bengals at the talks today said that the signing of Kerry Wynn from the Giants showed that this GM and this management team had the right idea and that we were they were moving forward. Who's Kerry Wynn? So he is a six foot five, um, two hundred and sixty five pound defensive end who can play inside. Are you from Richmond who's been playing for the Giants? Okay. So apparently that kind of signing... It's a marquee on, signing. On, on low money for one year, the owner's happy that they're going that way. So do you think there's some kind of money ball thing happening in the Bengals? Do you think they're trying to change from... Maybe. Maybe they're they're working out the kinks with their, um, their current cap situation. I think in going into training camp, you have to get as many of these defensive players on veterans minimums mm. and just see what you've got. Kind of harvest them all. Well, and just like see who fits and try and make a defense because they've got Atkins, and then how long do you think Atkins is going to want to sit in a team that's bottom of the NFC, the AFC North? Well, he's done it for most of his career. So, <laughs> but he see Gio Atkins seems the kind of guy that will end up at the Patriots. Though. Like you know, just yeah. like one year. Or he want, yeah, he wants Super Bowl. He'll probably go there. Um, although, of course, you know, the Patriots may be coming to an end that dynasty. Other side of the ball. We have the offense. You got AJ Green, always being lost in in this terrible team. Uh, Tyler Boyd across from him, another pretty good player as well. You do also have, if you look real far down that depth chart, you have Moritz Boehringer, the uh, German sensation, like two hundred and sixty-five pound, quote unquote, wide receiver slash tight end, athletic monster. But yeah, he's not an NFL player yet, is he? We'll see. Not, no. I, I just brought him up for the sake of it. You also still have uh, your first round pick from previous season, John Ross. Absolute speedster, but he's not done anything yet. He had a good play, one good play mm-hmm. last year. I don't know. Joe, Joe Mixon's a good, good player. Do, yeah. Like I, I mean, there's an arrogance to them that they shouldn't have had, and I think it cost them. I, I really rate Drake or Patrick. I think he's a, a very good player. Yes. Um. I. Was I wasn't that high, but he was a solid kind of average player in Darquise Denard, you know. But they, yes. they just seemed to get lost in themselves a bit, and I think they were just in turmoil last year. So okay, uh, wrap up names only. Top three players you think that they should be taking with the eleventh pick. The eleventh. Let's have a look because you're going to cut this <laughs> <laughs> when I find them. I might just leave this one in actually. That's <laughs> how so organized I am. <laughs> Well, they're in defense. Like, uh, or potentially offensive line as well. Uh, well, offensive line, it'd be for me, what, Williams or Taylor if they're still there. Yes. Definitely. Otherwise, you're looking at 
maybe Ed Oliver. Yep, he may well still be there. That'll be an interesting, interesting one. Um, one of the Clemson boys. Probably more likely Wilkins at that pick. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you just want to get the biggest boy available. Then... So you're, you're thinking I'll just stick someone right in the middle of that uh, between Carlos Dunlap and Juno Atkins and make well, that our strength. Like we've said before, you have to win in your division. So yeah. they're going up against Baker and Chubb. Yeah. And then you're going up against um, Ingram, Lamar, Lamar, Jackson and Ingram. And then and you're going up ben, against yeah, Ben and um, Lynn. Connor, James Connor. I keep doing that. So you have to sure up that run yeah. defense. I have no idea how on earth you managed to talk for seven minutes about the Cincinnati Bengals. So we will move on. Yeah, but you realize that we talk more about the dumpster fires. I know. I guess it's just kind of because and there's I, so much to talk about. I appreciate the rivalry and the challenge. I don't just forget they exist. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> if there's any Bengals fans out there... Um, Good job on... Finding us, <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Oh, first Maybe of all, why do, the colors, yeah. why do you do this to yourself? Why are you? Why do you decide to be a Bengals fan? And why do you decide to listen to us? They've been a playoff team for the past like eight years. They just I can't know. win a playoff. Yeah, game. absolutely. Well, that's Marvin Lewis's fault. He's gone now. Anyway, now we will move on. Stop trying this. to distract me from talking about my team of the year, the Cleveland Browns. Yes. So, what do the Cleveland Browns need to do? Well, they don't need anything. They're completely set. They are perfect. Yeah. Of course, they don't have a first round pick this year. <laughs> They're like 59th. What are we going to talk about, Stuart? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you. What, I'll give you. I'll give you a minute to talk about the person who you just got as your first round pick, Odell Beckham Jr. Quick yeah, thoughts. with the 16th pick in the 2019 draft, the Browns select Odell Beckham Jr. Wide receiver out of LSU. I. What a bargain. You have to yeah. pay him, but you'd have to pay anyone. Yeah. So. You know, how, what, you know what you're getting uh, in, in Odell. I just. With Baker's accuracy, I just want as many weapons as possible. Yes. Um, with the 59th pick. 49th. 40, no, that's better than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, they can. You know, Zach Allen, Boston College, maybe Tillery. He's probably going to be gone by then. Um, yeah, there isn't a super large amount of things I can do. I can go into a brown fanzine and see what, <laughs> what they're thinking. But You might still have a shot at uh, some of the safeties that are back there. Uh, the likes of Taylor Rapp, perhaps. Jonathan Abraham. Chancey Gardner-Johnson out of Florida is a name that's sort of appearing around that sort of area. Darnell Savage Jr., he's popped up in a couple of people's draft boards as, uh, as a bit of a riser out of Maryland. I'm, I'm definitely more into the uh, idea of getting these kind of live, walk up dangerous guys. Yeah. I think that... Um, <laughs> you're, you're buying into the brand big time. Yeah, I think uh, they've got... Oh, this, this looks like it was done before they've got um, Odell because they're looking at Debo Samuel, that wide receiver mm. on this one. But otherwise, you've got um, Yone Kajust... Out of Virginia, because mm-hmm. Robinson is Robinson. And then there's also uh, Jalen Ferguson out of Louisiana Tech at defensive end. So I think they're just looking at players that will hit hard and be that kind of mindset winners. Um, I, I would be looking to draft players from Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. I'd be looking at players that have won games yeah. in the last two years. Yeah, they're bringing in the winning mentality to a franchise which is just developing that themselves. 
And you mentioned a player from Alabama would be a good fit there. Uh, Mac Wilson's a linebacker from, from there. He might still be available around about that sort of time. Uh, again, one of these players that people might reach for a little bit earlier, but probably a pretty good fit there. Otherwise, I would still think that they could do with having another cornerback in there. You've got uh, Denzel Ward was a, like, ended up looking like a pretty good pick for the Browns last season. Across from him at the moment, you have Terrence Mitchell. I think you could do with getting someone to pair him with. Now, of course, we've said that the cornerback core in this draft is not great. Uh, back there, you're looking at uh, Amane Uruwarie from Penn State. Excuse me. A frog in my throat there. And also Rocky Asin, one of our favorite names on this draft. I'm really more into that kind of willing mentality. I'd be looking more at Julian Love out of Notre Dame. Just because he's been in the playoffs, mm. he's been solid. I, I think there's a lot to say about the fact that the uh, Oklahoma offensive line won the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line unit mm-hmm. in the league, and that was Baker's unit. And if there is one of the offensive linemen from Oklahoma still available in the second round, then I like that kind of idea of pairing that, mm-hmm. giving them a b- even more familiarity and winning yeah. mentality that. They yeah, need. you are definitely a fan of um, bringing players from like uh, players who know other players from college and uh, keeping that continuity for them almost familiarity. Yeah, I, I like the the. If idea you're doing of... it from player from teams like that as well, that's you know it's not but no, never going to be a bad thing for the most part. Because obviously the what I just looked at was kind of done before they picked up Vernon and Beckham. Thanks, Giants. But <laughs> I, I do I appreciate if Tom is it Thompson. Uh, from Deontay Thompson? No, Jalen Ferguson, sorry, from Louisiana Tech. If he's still there, yeah, he's, he'd be a good boy to pick up and you, train you, behind. Do Vernon. you need any more edge rushers? Just get as many as just. I, by, by think PFF, about who we have to play. You, ha- you play have Dalton, Lamar, and Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Go ham. <laughs> Olivia Vernon, so he's coming across from New York Giants. Uh, where he had to play against a whole bunch of the league's best left tackles in places like Dallas, Peters. Philadelphia, and Washington. Now he's coming over to Cleveland, playing opposite Miles Garrett. Olivia Vernon's going to be playing against right tackles, and he's just going to destroy them. Even though he played against those great tackles last season, he still ended up with the uh, seventh highest uh, pass rush grade in the NFL, according to PFF which is really impressive. It just got lost with that contract and uh, and in that division. He'll be excited. Yes. I think the Browns are excited. Like, Rockison would be a talented pickup there. Yeah. Um, Any Browns fan should be excited. Any NFL fan should be excited for what's going on in Cleveland right now. I am more excited about what's going on in Cleveland than I am in Denver right now. It's it's not necessarily a bandwagon jumping. It's just uh, it's just good to see a team that has suffered for so long, just somehow, out of the blue, looks so dangerous. It's, yeah, it's good. It's good for the NFL, and it's the same with um, like in the NBA with the Sacramento Kings. It's about the league pass, about people wanting to tune in and watch teams they haven't seen for a long time because they haven't been any good, yeah, and being entertained. I hope the Browns get some primetime games this year. Oh, they will. 
I want every game to be a Browns game right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, moving on from the Browns, uh, we obviously have just crowned them Super Bowl champions for next season. Steady so, <laughs> I don't mean to jinx it. Sorry, Baker, you're not going down with an injury or anything, are you? Anyway, uh, on to Pittsburgh and Steelers. Who we'll with win that. the division with Drew Stanton. You see, we, oh. we, are, we are locked and loaded. Oh, bless Drew Stanton, everyone's favourite backup. Pittsburgh Steelers uh, finished with a 9-6-1 record this year and they have had a really tough time of it this offseason. Le'Veon Bell has gone. Antonio Brown has gone. There's all this talk about Big Ben being terrible locker room presence and how he has way too much control over the team. Like They've gone from having one of the strongest rosters to losing their two best players on offense uh, they're still going to have James Conner in the backfield, so that's a, a big cushion for them because he has obviously performed exceptionally well standing in for Le'Veon Bell. Some would even say even better than him. Those people can run and jump. Yeah, <laughs> Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell, is, he's, he's different. That's just people trying to get out of um, the, the mistakes they've made. Yeah. But, All I'll, what I'll say about Pittsburgh is by their own fault, they're going to need to draft really well because I can't see any decent free agent who's going to expect good money to go there anymore. Mm. Having they burnt a few bridges around how um, players should be treated and guaranteed money and, and a few things like that. So that it's come to light. They like, may well reassess their situation, but I, th- I think that the, there's still going to be that draw of Pittsburgh as, as a big football town. They've had success in the past. Uh, it has been a while since they've had Super Bowl success and, and Big Ben's window is closing. Um, speaking of Big Ben, like we've not got it noted down here, but um, you know, is uh, drafting a quarterback it? No, I think they have question? to. No, they need to give Rudolph more time. I think Rudolph's a very good player and he's an air raid player. He's a big arm, long ball, tall. To give up on Mason Rudolph without even seeing what he's like would be a big mistake yeah, and a waste is... of a talent. A, an option to get a talented player yeah. in the draft that could help Ben now. Yeah, that's Mason Rudolph, who is uh, out of uh, Oklahoma. State. Uh, Oklahoma State, sorry, got to make sure of that one yet. He is still listed behind Joshua Dobbs on the depth chart, but he's obviously still got something there that people like. So yeah, in that case, where do they go? Uh, obviously, you've just lost Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chest, gone to Oakland. So you've got Juju Smith-Schuster having to step it up, and then across from him you've got James Washington. Where he's going to go, we don't really know. He didn't quite deliver last season, so people are still saying that they could do with a wide receiver. Uh, they also still have holes to fill at linebacker, particularly with the likes of uh, Bud Dupree being essentially a bust. He's, he's still starting, he's listed there, but he, he just goes missing for games on end. Next time you've got Vince Williams and John Bostick. That looks like a real uh, shithole. <laughs> that does not look like a good a good linebacking core, uh, other than TJ Watt, who is their main highlight there. TJ Watt is such a talent that it, he does make a difference. Yes, um, absolutely. A cornerback, you've got Stephen Nelson across from Joe Hayden. You could surely do with upgrading there. Right, so what have we got? 20th overall pick. I, I, Pittsburgh are one of these teams I have no idea where they're going to go no. best available <laughs> yeah. stick on a t-shirt best available 
This is looking like prime Devin Bush territory for me, though. Uh, yeah. Michigan, he is uh, listed on our, our charts as the 20th ranked player. And this is pick number 20. It would make a lot of sense for him to go somewhere like here. But you also can't discount the possibility that they might want to go for someone like Marquise Brown out of Oklahoma as wide receiver. But I, I do feel as if defensive side of the ball is the way to go with this one, Darren. Yeah, they've got an offense that is, you know, it's, it's fine. They'll, they'll get by. James Conner, Smith-Schuster, that's your two main guys. Got McDonald at tight end. Then you just fill in the gaps with players that can at least catch. Well, you got Ryan Switzer. He, oh yeah, he <laughs> the Switz Army knife. He does things. Um, so does he? Yeah, I've seen him do things. I don't know <laughs> if I've necessarily seen him do things for the Steelers, but um, for the Cowboys, he seemed to be okay at times. Um, I would say defense is a good option. They they had a good pick last year of Edmonds, um, and someone of a similar ilk would be probably quite good. A good pro talent. So, but Trail Edmonds, he's solid. Another player like that would be pretty handy, I think. Some of the boys out of Clemson are pretty good. Well, um, if they can that... get Bush... It's, it's weird because, especially with like linebacker, you're looking at what White at 5, Devin Bush in the 15 to 25, and then Mac Wilson at like 50. So if these two players are off the board, then you're not going to use that 20th pick to mm. take a linebacker. Um, so cornerback, they've got Hayden. Yeah. I do, I do think that... Ari uh, Burns. Well, like, Ari Burns. What do you think of him? It's like he's a bit arrogant and gets lost a couple of times again. But They, they often seem to make these fantastic plays on wide receivers, but in terms of their cornerbacks and linebackers, they've not been very consistent. It really doesn't help that do you... Ryan Shazier is still out, unfortunately, but uh, like, get well soon, Ryan. What do you think the confidence level is when you're a cornerback and every single week you're going up against Andy Brown? Uh, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown. Anthony Antonio <laughs> Brown the third. Yes. So I think Ari Burns will be happy that he can now come into training and just not get well in his face every <laughs> single day. For for the, the listeners at home, uh, Darren is doing the um the, the, the yak yak jawing motion with his hand uh, which is something which surely would have got from uh, Antonio Brown but I would imagine that cornerbacks would just give it back all the time anyway especially since nothing is ever their fault <laughs> so we were a little bit unsure there but we're thinking maybe Devin Bush might be the best option there but uh, also could do with someone at wide receiver mm-hmm. sorry wide, wide receiver uh, also at cornerback Byron Murphy DeAndre Baker would also make sense Anyway, uh, we've uh, talked a length about that and we're going to have to wrap up for the AFC North. So please uh, tune in next time and go back and listen to all of our other content and we'll catch you later. Anything else, Darren? No. Okay. I'm happy. Bye! Bye.